0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to discover all of our previous episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter at irish underscore tech news and on Facebook at facebook.com slash irishtechnews. Thanks and enjoy the listening. Today's Irish Tech News Podcast is presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard, and you can follow me on Twitter at TECDR. Hi, welcome to today's Art Techniques Podcast. Today I'm talking with David Keating, Group, Security Sales Director for Data Solutions. How are you doing, David? I'm good, Ronan, How
1: are you? Good thanks thing. for having me on. And likewise, and happy new, year, happy new year to you as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Another strange year ahead of us.
0: Yeah, and also for you guys, I guess because you're involved and in a lot to do with, 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 with security, you're lucky that you're always going to have people want to use your services. And recently you did a survey about, about uh, going back to work. And remote working as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, look, we we actually carried that survey out. Um, It's funny now because uh, a lot of it is still relevant, but it's actually, it's changed a lot as well in that. uh, uh, the, The survey, I think, if I'm thinking of it correctly now, the actual data was done around August time.
0: Yeah.
1: And at that time, you know, it was a totally different set up a totally different outlook that we all had you know we were after having the summer the numbers were way way down um, and the the conversations that businesses were having is are we going to open up the first week september or might be october or all that kind of stuff and and uh, you know at the time you know uh, what we were trying to highlight was that um you know Yes, everyone had done a real quick turnaround in March and got um, got got you know their systems up and running yeah. practically overnight or within a couple of days for a lot of people. And there were it was it was very much like let's get up and running and we, we you know this will do us for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back to normal. And then it was maybe this could be for six weeks and be back to normal. And at this point, then in August, like this, you know, we were four or five months into it at this stage, and it was looking like we'd be back to normal soon. And uh, this was before the sort of second wave had hit. Yeah. and and but there was sort of the signs of a second wave starting. So we, what we really wanted to, to, to get out there was, you know, for business, the only thing you can really be sure of at the minute is that, you know, we're going to be working from home for a while uh, because it might be three weeks, it might be six weeks, it could be six months, and that's as it's turned out. It looks like it could be another six months. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really what we wanted to, 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 from a security point of view particularly, was to get people thinking about, you know, moving away from just the sort of the the emergency sort of systems they'd put in place in March, to actually thinking about okay, what is a proper, secure, robust, you know, system for for users to have, you know, and it's not just around, um, you know, uh, the the the, the the connectivity technologies and the Citrix and the checkpoints and things like that, that we we would be involved in. But also, you know, what devices are people using? You know, what workspace have they got? You know, have we we helped people set up a proper workplace at home? You know, because, like, again, it was, you know, go out there and and work from home, please, employees. You know, thinking it's going to be six weeks, three to six weeks, do it from your kitchen table. But, you know, a year in, like, you know, should we be getting desks for people? Should we be getting... Uh, uh proper chairs for people you know all, all those kinds of things that's that's really what we were trying to think about obviously then the, the security side of it is, is is massive in that people were just using sort of basic VPns uh connecting in um yeah. but like the devices people were working from home you know they were using their own devices you know and, and was there the proper training like everyone moved to teams very quickly. Um, which has been brilliant in Zoom and stuff like that. But how secure are those? How do you use them securely? You know, um, Office 365 obviously has been brilliant as well. But again, our people store and stuff locally. Yeah. And and say mm-hmm. from a GDPR point of view, <clears throat> you know, if I've got a bunch of documents that I decide to download to my desktop at home because I want to do some work on them, and then i got to upload them onto, onto, onto 365 yeah. afterwards, like how does the company control that if it's my own device? And there's probably GDPR breaches all over the place as a result of that. So, so, you know, that was what we were, you know, trying to, to just sort of get people to have a little think about because, you know, I think everyone did a really good job and I think, you know, um, technology has been a bit of a hero in, in this pandemic pandemic. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, not the only hero, obviously, as we, as we, we talked about earlier, yeah. that the, 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 the nurses and guards would be more so, but from from an from employee point of view, definitely, like, technology has made this possible, and, and we wouldn't have been able to do it a number of years ago. Um, but, you know, it, you know, it, it does need a bit of, Put on a bit more of a permanent footing, and I, I, you know, I think a lot of organisations uh, haven't really gone there yet. They've been kind of hoping that this thing will end soon. This thing will end soon, and yeah. you know, I think you know, realistically, while the virus, you know, you know, we've, we're at an all-time high at the minute, but you know, we're, we're in lockdown again. That will. That you know that will come back good in, in the next couple of weeks. I'd be very confident. You know, people will stay at home, and we, we know what to do. Yeah. We're, we're going to be able to do it. Um, but you know, from a point of view of of getting back to normal, normal, I think we're a long way from that because our, our you know our vaccine rollout is is is, is quite slow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, even the targets are low. Do you know? Yeah. And and if we go at the rate that they're talking about. You know, forty thousand a week. It's going to take us about four or five years to vaccinate five billion people. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. businesses need to plan that way unless some drastic changes. Yeah, but so be- you know, we sorry, what we'd be saying
0: be- that.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry no. I'll just say, we'd be saying that like, you know, you know, businesses need to start thinking about this. Is we're definitely looking at another year, I would say, before people are back in the office, and you know, so you know, what kind of devices are people are using? You know, it's a maybe a time for a rethink of the connectivity, the network. There's loads of different options out there that, um, you know, can provide much more security and better, better, um, better, you know, user experience yeah. than, than what people have kind of cobbled together in an emergency. Um, and, like, you know, I mean, there's there's a, you know, that, I suppose that's the kind of thing that, that we'd like to be chatting to people about over, over the year, coming year. And, you know, we were lucky in a way, I suppose, that yeah. in data solutions, we've been talking about, you know, the the, the idea of work is, I think you do, you know, not where you, where you are for, for many years, for, for at least 10, 12 years, and, and you know, the technologies that we, um, you know, that, w- that we work with our partners on, you know, Citrix, Checkpoint, you know, all, all those different types of solutions, um, you know, they, they, they are all about connectivity and, and working from home and working remotely and doing it securely and doing it safely. And, uh, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of advantages to, to having those type of solutions. Aruba as well um, have a great solution for, for companies for uh, working from home, which uh, is called it a wrap. And, and what it actually does is, um, you know, it basically, it's a little... Device that you plug into your router at home, uh, and what it does is it basically creates a, a secure tunnel back to your your office, yeah. and so you are you are, you end up being on the same network you're you're on as if you were in the office. Yeah. So, do you know, so like you know, it's like walking into you know. So, so I, I think a lot of people would maybe have been forgotten the difference between. Working from the office and working over over a VPN, uh, and I'm sure for the first couple of weeks, people were going, "Oh, this is totally different." You know, I, I can't find the same shares. Certain applications don't look the same. You know, because they're all being run through a VPN and they're they're running differently. And still, people are having to go into the office to do certain, I know, you know, end of month sort of um, operational type things with, yeah. you know closing off financial packages, all that kind of. Stuff. People are having to go into the office to do that. With this solution from Aruba, you can you you actually are technically on the same network. So all your shares will be the same, all your all your access will be the same. You know, uh, so so you know that's just one of of five different ways you can approach this issue. You know, of, of working remotely. Uh, but uh, yeah, look at it. The, the survey, the survey. Uh, there, there was some interesting stuff thrown up in the survey, and I think I think the things that I'd be sort of zoning in on myself would be that. You know per, stuff on personal devices is is, is dangerous you know uh, for, for companies yeah. um that's a gdpr nightmare waiting to happen for a lot of places um uh, and, and you can understand why it happened and you can understand you know you know how it happened but it, you know it does it does need to be something that i think people need to kind of have a think about and, and say okay look let's just do an audit of everyone and go back and say, look, you need to get rid of any work stuff on your own, particularly if you're using your own laptops and stuff like that. And I think really companies should be pushing out devices to their workers at this stage, um, you know, that they can control because there's a a definite argument to make if it's my own device, look, I could do, you know, why can't I deal with it? And it's a massive security hole as well because, you know, if you've, you've got no idea what kind of security people have at home, Yeah. And if they are using their own device, like what kind of websites are they going to? You know, are they, you know, and I don't mean dodgy websites necessarily, but like they could be going to, to you know, any kind of place that they could be picking up, uh, you know, uh, infections on their machines and, and remote access tools and stuff like that embedded in their machines, which now gives you a backdoor then into the network through your nice VPN because they can take over that laptop and you know, they've got all the, the logins then to get use your, your, use your nice VPN to get into your network. And that that's a really old hacking technique. Yeah. It's probably 10, 15 years old. Like. But, um, you know, it's, it's still good. It's, it, it, it's it's more relevant now because there's an awful lot more people out there using laptops than there was 10 or 15 years ago.
0: But what scares me is that you had people, employers last year saying to their staff before, oh, we're not able to do remote working. It's not possible. Somebody yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. And when they've done it, they said, okay, they've done it now, but, one, but by doing it, they said, oh yeah, well, you managed to do it now, if family could do it. But by doing that, they've set it up properly. Well, to them it's properly, but to us it's not because it's not secure.
1: Well, I think, I think, to be fair, I think they did a good job in a rush. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is, you know, I think that is definitely, I think everyone would, would, would agree with that, that it was put together very, very well, uh, very, very quickly. Um, and that was the most important thing at the time, you know. And, and that's what happens, like when you're in an emergency situation, you you do you do your best as quick as you can. And, and but you know, we're 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 beyond that now. It's yeah. time to, to you know you know we need to start thinking a bit more long term and putting the right sort of work environment in place for people. Um, you know, people like what I, I know. One of the findings of our survey was uh, um, at that um, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like you know a third of people or something like that said they would they would leave their jobs if they couldn't work from home in the future
0: yeah i can i can't remember the exact number now but it was a, it was a significant amount of people saying basically look i I'm,
1: if i can't if i can't uh, if i can't work from home a couple of days a week going forward yeah. you know i'm going to find myself a new job and um, so you know i think companies do need to really zone in on on um, on on on, on create the right environment for their employees to work from home, be it five days a week for the next year or two days a week or three days a week or whatever. Um, uh, and, you know, there's, a, there's, there's loads of solutions out there. You know, there, there's solutions from Citrix, Checkpoint, Aruba, you know, all have really good 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 offerings there to, 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 you know, let people do that well and safely.
0: Yeah, and earlier you mentioned about people using their own devices at home. I find it's scenario that if you're working in a company, and you're using a, a, a desktop, computer, a laptop in, in the office, and you're going home, you're now going to be forced to use your own personal equipment. And if it's shared with a family, you've got to set up your own profile to do that, so only you can access that profile and access that data. But your employer should be providing you a standard, a laptop, that's designed for that, because you're not going to be able to go home and set up the same environment you have in the office. So
1: No, if- definitely not. That, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, so like, what, what what, we actually do, and I, I find it very handy, and I've done it for years now, is um, uh, and we would have Office 365 and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But we, we always use Citrix, uh, and I love it because, you know, I, I have my laptop, I have a couple of PCs at home that I would use that are my own, and I can log in from any machine, into my Citrix session, you know, do my strong authentication in.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and when I shut down, there's nothing from work on my machine.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? So if, if, if somebody else is using it or somebody else wants to, I don't have to have different profiles on the, on the PCs at home, which is the one profile and everyone uses it. Yeah. But it's safe because there's nothing from work on the machine. And, you know, that's, um, you know, th- th- you know th- that gives a lot of sort of, uh, um, I suppose, peace of mind, to people, uh, uh, you know, particularly if they can't, if you can't, if you can't sort of roll out desk, you know, laptops or devices to people, at a very minimum, you should be looking at something like that, where they can have an environment, to, you know, to work in, that that when they turn it off, there's, everything's gone. Yeah, and also as well, make sure. But well, that that, that, that requires training too, though. Yeah, and also you've got
0: to make sure as well that when you're using Citrix at home, make sure it doesn't say your password automatically on the computer.
1: So yeah, no yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, Well, that's, that's strong authentication, yeah. yeah. You need to have some sort of 2 factor authentication to get in, so your phone or whatever, there's loads of th- those things out there these days.
0: Yeah. And I guess also, you were talking me earlier, you, uh, before we went on air, that we were talking about about, about some uh, security risks and breaches o- o- over the Christmas period.
1: Well, I suppose uh, just prior to Christmas, the big one probably that most people would have heard about, or people may not have heard about it, but the big one in the security business anyway was the... Um, Solar winds one. So, um, yeah. So that 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 was it's 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 probably one of the bigger ones, possibly one of the biggest ones of all time, actually. Yeah. Um, so it basically, uh, basically, what happened was that this uh, it's, it's generally believed to be a Russian, I'm pretty much sure it was a Russian um, uh, Russian hacking group. Basically, it, you know. Put a, basically built a backdoor into a, a piece of software from a company called SolarWinds called Orion, which is a a, a kind of a monitoring software, and they built this in. So this this thing, you know, there's still a lot of uh, of back and forth about when it started, but it looks like it started sometime. Uh, you know, the first steps of it being happening, uh, or, or the first groundwork being laid for it to happen, was in 2018. Yeah. Um, but it really sort of hit the headlines, I suppose, uh, uh, in December of this year, about the 8th of December. And um, basically, what happened was that they, they, they this hacking group, um, basically put the, the this backdoor built this into into SolarWinds, which would be a popular piece of software. I was originally. Um, originally sort of located as, as an attack um, or a breach of, of a company called FireEye, who do an awful lot of work with particularly the government in the States. Yeah. And FireEye, um, you know, did their sort of homework and, and realised actually this attack didn't come necessarily... The, the way we got breached was uh, we, we used this company called, called SolarWinds to do this monitoring, to provide these monitoring tools for us. And they had discovered then that during uh around March of last year and and June there had been two sort of automatic updates to solar winds which installed this um this this backdoor software which yeah. allowed this Russian hacker group then to to access any network that installed it and I think the thing that sort of shocked most people really is the scale of it
0: yeah
1: you know solar winds like solar winds have, you know 300,000 customers uh, and basically I think the figures that are sort of floating around at the minute that the Orion software updates 33,000 plus networks that were, were were breached by it yeah now you know so 33,000 networks at this backdoor built in it, it, it is kind of kind of a labor-intensive thing so, so what the backdoor does is allow you to, to uh, allows the hackers to basically you know Open open the door and come onto your network, um, but they have to do that, and that's kind of labour intensive. A guy has to sit down and say, "Okay, I've got this site here now. Um, uh, th- you know, uh, I'm going to go in and, uh, and attack it." So they reckon that probably only about two hundred and fifty. The, the, the numbers are are, 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 you know, depending on who, you, who, who what analysts you look at. Like you know, I mean, some people are saying it's more like twelve or, or thirteen hundred companies. Um, others saying it might be just three, or two, two or three hundred. But um, the, the uh, you know, the, 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 these guys have all been breached, um, you know, the, they don't really know what has been taken out of it. Um, you know, the, 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 the kind of customers that have definitely been confirmed that they have been breached are mostly American government, so like the, the Department of Treasury, Department of Commerce, Department of State and Energy, Homeland Security, they've all been ha- ha- hacked uh, Hacked. Sorry. Um, you know, as well as the U.S. Nuclear Agency, National Institute of Health. So this was an absolutely massive breach that happened. Um, just, just, just like you know, it kind of came off just over Christmas. So the first sort of identification of it was the sort of the eighth of December. Um, you know, they, 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 I think it was the around the fifteenth of December or something like that. That um, the the, the U.S. Treasury and, and Department of Homeland Security and stuff like that sort of said, okay, we've been hit. Um, and then I think on the 19th, the, basically Mike Pompeo, who's, who was the Secretary of State at the time, I think he might still be 100% sure these days, it's yeah. hard to keep up what's going on over there. But uh, he, he basically claimed, uh, it's this um, Russian hacking group called uh, Funky Bear, I think they're called. Uh, I need to look up the name, but yeah. it's something like that. But it basically it's, 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 a, it's a front of the... the um, so one of the Russian sort of secret service agencies who have these these big hacking groups that are just basically hacking America as much as they can. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, so that's the kind of, you know, attack. So like, the, you know, um, you know, 300,000 customers worldwide. It's definitely, like SolarWinds would have a big uh, presence down in Cork.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and there's a reasonable number of customers around Ireland. So, you know, something like that, um does hit home as well. Like, you know, now chances are uh, that, you know, given the nature of who's doing the hacking and the types of targets they could take, you know, Ireland may may, may, may not have been hit too often. That, now that's not to say there isn't a lot of backdoors still waiting. And uh, you know these guys might decide to sell them off on the dark market. You know, yeah. you want access to, to to Irish companies, so you know companies need to be to be aware of that kind of stuff. And, and and you know there's different things you could put in place to, to 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 stop it. And I think one of the things that we're talking to people about for 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 2021 is is an idea of of zero trust networking or zero trust security.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and really, what that is. The way I like to think of that is that it's it's if you think of your network, your old traditional network, like, like a zoo, yeah. right? Uh, or not a zoo. It's a big field. You want to build a zoo, right? So it's a big field. You put a big wall around it, and you put a gate on it, and that's your, your traditional firewall and your sort of perimeter network. Um, uh, so what Zero Trust Security is is, is about putting in uh, a micro-segmentation is about putting in the cages that keep all the animals separate from each other yeah so the idea is that you know uh you, you 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 basically take your network and you break it into all these little blocks and then you decide what can talk to each other these little segments and they what can talk from one to the other uh, uh, and that kind of thing stops a backdoor like this uh, solar winds attack from working because there's kind of three steps to that kind of, uh, 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 of of a solution. So it's sort of it's it's visualized segment, and then and then lock down. You know. Yeah. So the you know the first sort of step would be to visualise the uh, the um, you know the, what's on your network, and that's the first step to security. It's kind of let's you know let's see what's there. So you, you, the solution that we would use think of colour tokens, which Pushes out a little token to each each a little agent to each machine, and that that lets you then build a picture of of everything on your network. So, if you had something that had been infected by the solar winds, uh, sorry, I suppose what what this what this, this picture does is it it gives you a little icon. I should explain this a bit better. Yeah, it gives a little icon for all the devices on your network. So let's say you have twenty workstations and a server and another server. So it'll it'll populate them all onto the screen. You can see a little picture for each of the 20 20, 20 workstations and the servers. And then it draws these little pictures or little lines between the, the, um, the different devices which represents the traffic. Yeah. And then it'll also then have lines going out through your network and it'll say, okay, this one's going to China, this one's going to America, this one's going to... And it'll let you build up a picture of all the different connections that are happening within the network. And then it color codes those connections based on whether they're expected or not expected, or allowed or not allowed. Yeah. So if one of your machines did, one of your servers did download this, and obviously this is done on a much, much massive scale, 20 machines, and 20 yeah. servers, but you know, it'll very quickly, if you have that kind of micro-segmentation solution in place and visualization solution in place, if you've got a device that's all of a sudden starting to talk to a server in Russia, you go, hold on a second. Why? Why is that my SolarWinds server talking to Russia? Like that shouldn't be happening. That becomes because it's visual; it's very, very quick to see it, and you can just knock it and cut that that, that kind of stuff down. Uh, and that's a so so. The solar winds is a great example of why you know people are adopting this zero trust security um, you know uh, approach to. Um, to, to provide security because it's particularly these days with you know everything gone outside of the perimeter now as well so like all of a sudden you have to go back to the zoo analogy all the animals are walking around the countryside and you're still trying to understand what they're going to do and where they're going to be so you know it's it's practically possible um for for, for for security guys without something like um you know a zero trust sort of setup that each device is this is what it's supposed to talk to, and if anything's going outside of that, then we need to have a look at it. Like you know,
0: yeah, it's a bit like at the moment the government government view in COVID: trust nobody.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's that, that assume everybody else has it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess with security, you can't guarantee. And in some cases, there's a way that if, for example, uh, the setup uh, detects uh, a device going somewhere else it shouldn't be going. Could set
1: up a honeypot where it's giving it fake information. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could, you could do that kind of thing. Uh, I suppose this would be more. Um, it's not so much about. It's not so much about trying to uh, 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 catch people coming into you. It's yeah. it's more about understanding. You know, trying to make sure that you're not um, because you see the problem with with say something like the solar winds is that you've let the stuff in because they have disguised it as something, this is an update. So it'd be like, say, take your iPhone. Like yeah. if someone managed to, to put a, a, a piece of software into an update to your iPhone, yeah, uh, and you do your next software update, now all of a sudden you've got that on your phone, right? So they've got everyone's phone in the world then, you know? yeah. What they then need to do is they, if they want to connect into your phone, they need to go and reach out and connect into you. So there's a certain security there because they might decide to go after, you know, Beyonce's phone instead of yours, um, but you know, potentially they can get both of you. And uh, so that's kind of that's kind of what happened uh, with with, with this SolarWinds solar wind thing. You know, they've got they've got thirty three thousand odd companies that they could they can target. So they've gone after the big guys in the states. Um, but that's not to say that anyone who is the customer needs to needs to do something about it. But the honeypot idea. Um, is, is difficult because that works if someone's trying to attack you and you yeah. go okay I'll, I'll just push them over here and, and 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 make that look as you know that 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 kind of keeps them out of way but th- this wasn't done like that this was I downloaded the stuff and put it in myself because I took it from a third party that I trust yeah and it's that sort of supply line uh, risk that that to be honest is 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 is, 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 is again an old method method of, of um, Hacking, like that's that's kind of, you know, come back to the time RSA were hacked about 10 odd years ago as well. It was a similar type of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, look at it. That, that, that's, that's uh, you know, the, the kind of stuff I suppose that, that we think people will be looking at this year.
0: Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. You can sign up for more of our email digest, which does a weekly summary of all our podcasts, or you can follow us on your preferred podcasting platform of choice or follow us on twitter irish underscore tech news or facebook or linkedin or the, or the website irishtechnews.ie uh, we will bring you more soon and thanks for listening